Hello and welcome to the Octopus Revenue Podcast. This is an educational and informative podcast series all about hotel revenue management. We have some great discussions for you in each episode to give you insights and tips on all of the major issues facing us in the hospitality industry. It's no revelation to any of you that COVID-19 has had a major impact on our industry. The big question is though, how do we bounce back and how do we do it safely? We want to help you get an understanding of what's going on and how those of us in the revenue management community can effectively and proactively respond and plan for recovery. There's never been a better time to share ideas and pass on knowledge to support one another because the road out of this might be long, but we're all on that road together. In this episode, I'm joined by Stuart Gillespie, who is the Commercial Director at Park Regis Birmingham. We will hear about the impact COVID-19 has had on the Birmingham market and some of the specific challenges for city hotels with large conference and event spaces. I personally found this a really good discussion and I'm sure you'll find this helpful as well. Hi Stuart, great to have you join us today. Hi Sarah, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, Stuart, just for the listeners, would you mind just giving us a brief overview of your role and the hotel? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so I'm commercial director here at Park Regis um, in Birmingham. I've been with um, Park Regis since January 2020. My role, what I'm responsible for here, also the Holiday Inn Express on the A45 towards Birmingham Airport and for the night-night apartments um, at the bottom of Broad Street in Birmingham as well. I've worked in revenue management for over 16 years now. Um, all different styles of hotels. I started out with Travelodge back in 2004. Um, I've gone right away through the spectrum, five-star hotels with Michelin-star restaurants attached, branded, independence. And before uh, before revenue management, I was uh, working in the coach um, tour industry. And prior to that, I spent a lot of time in retail travel agencies as well. So hospitality has sort of been um, in me since uh, since day one, since I left school, I guess. I think the last time I saw you, Stuart, was back in February at the Info Hospitality event um, down in Birmingham. So, I mean, that was, what, mid-February? So who'd have thought just a, a short few weeks later the whole industry would have came to a, a halt? I mean, did you have any idea back then, at the you know, the cusp of COVID, how bad our industry would be impacted? No, not at all. I guess, you know, I suppose if you think back to that point, I, I, China was building a hotel in 72 hours or something crazy, and we were all watching that thinking, well, it takes us years to put a hospital together without really understanding what was going on behind the scenes. And, and absolutely, it, it was just um, some what, what sort of transpired over the over the sort of months from, from mid-February onwards was just horrendous. And here at Park Regis, we were pretty much, we were, we were on track for budget. We were looking really, really strong towards the back end of, uh, of our financial year to the end of March. And as we went through March, we were starting to see more and more cancellations, and you know that, that was just a snowball effect. Which, you know, thankfully, we got to the end of the financial year. We just scraped budget, which was something we were, you know, we're very, very proud of being able to do. But you know, it, it's been heartbreaking not being able to, to service the businesses that we love. You know, we're people, people. Even us revenue managers, we don't just sort yeah. of look at spreadsheets. We, you know, we 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 we're very responsive to to, to to interaction as well. And taking people out of the equation has just been very, very difficult. I think for all of us to take on a personal and a business level yeah it sure has I mean how have you been over the last three months have you worked right through or have you had time off or 
Yeah, no. So um, the senior team here at Plant Regis have um, have stayed on site. So um, we've got a skeleton team of um, of support that sort of work alongside us. But we, you know, we're staying in the hotel. Um, so again, we're we're pretty much sort of part of the rotor. We're answering the answering the phones on a day to day basis. Um, everything you would normally sort of uh, expect to happen. So uh, yeah, you know, we've we've been sort of keeping ourselves busy um, and and obviously planning as much as possible and. The, the revenue management piece has been parked to a slight degree in terms of priorities and the priorities for us as a senior team are to make sure that, that our properties are ready to reopen as soon as we're able to do so. Yeah, and um, I mean, it has been a roller coaster of emotions over the last three months, you know, for, for all of us. And now we're sort of starting to come out of the other side and hotels, like you say, are gearing up to reopen um, and primarily focusing on the operational, focusing on health hygiene processes. From a revenue management perspective, is there anything that you're looking at just yet in preparation for the um for the big day? Yeah, I mean, I guess from a from a revenue management perspective, we the, the revenue management systems we use, um, a lot of that is very trend data orientated. Um, I guess ultimately, as we stand right now, the trend data for the last sort of six months sort of goes out the window. So there's a lot of work with with those with those sort of system um, operators, with our account managers that relate to that. They know their systems better than we do. So it's making sure that we're tapping into their knowledge, um, sharing our thoughts as to what's happening here on the ground, understanding what's taking place in the city, in the UK, what the plan is. And also understanding what's going on um, around the world. You know, every country's different. Everybody's lockdown rules have been different. Everybody's coming out the other side in a very different pace. Um, so yeah, I think you know, from a revenue management piece, we fully expect it to be a completely different dynamic. Um, I always refer to filling hotels like jigsaw puzzles, um, and each each segment has a different piece of the jigsaw. That's going to be a very, very different jigsaw to try and piece together once we start to reopen the doors. Definitely. I mean, like you say, we as revenue managers tend to rely a lot on historical data to make informed decisions. So with that um, being wiped away from us for the last few months, how do you think revenue managers will will cope um, reopening with uh, what will pretty much be a clean slate to work from? Yeah, I, I think none of us have experienced this level of um, of impact before. I guess if we go back to the banking crisis in 2008 and 2009, um, you know, that seemed at the time like that was pretty horrific and, and, and obviously caused, you know, repercussions around the world. But there was a, there was a recovery um, and it, it didn't impact every man and his dog. This, this virus, COVID-19, has, has absolutely torn strips off everybody. Um, everybody's working life, everybody's personal life has been torn to shreds and we've got to piece that together. So... You know, I think from a revenue management perspective, absolutely it is a clean slate. The, the systems are, are going to be a little bit less reliable while they catch up and understand exactly where, where they need to go. And I think what's important for us revenue managers is that we communicate. I think if you look at your sales teams, um, obviously salespeople love to talk and they're always on the phone. They're always talking. Um, but that, you know, that, that does them the world of good because they're able to share thoughts. They're able to share ideas, share experiences, understand what's going on. And as revenue managers, we can, you know, we can sometimes become a little bit siloed when we don't sort of perhaps interact in our cities or um, even within businesses, we don't perhaps interact enough. So it's really important that, that we do that because there's a whole wide range of people that have been 
doing this for two years. People have been doing revenue management for five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years even. And everybody has, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has something to say. Um, and everything is valid. You know, everybody, everybody looks at things very slightly differently. And I would urge everybody to, to you know, to communicate. Whoever you've got contacts on, on LinkedIn and, and, and like with yourself, Sarah, you know, we'll, we'll catch up and discuss and, and chew the fat, as they say, and just understand what other people think, you know, is happening. So, absolutely, the communication is peace. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a, a, a real positive for us to be able to, to do that and move forward. Definitely. It's a very good tip, Stuart. Very good. Um, and I think with hotels starting to reopen from a from a revenue management perspective people are you know we're starting to look at pricing strategies and what changes we need to make and i think the the big question mark or the gray area is we can't really anticipate demand until customers start to book so how should a hotel or what advice would you give to a hotel for them to go about planning out their pricing strategy now in preparation for reopening yeah it's it, that's a real tough one because um Again, there's been quite a high reliance over the last couple of years on the revenue management systems that effectively you, you, you switch your computer on in the morning and, and your rates are there. That's spent the night chewing up, chewing up the data, spinning out a rate and sending it out to the, you know, out to the world to book. And those rates are a little bit more questionable now, I suppose. So I guess the key thing to think about is how did you position your property before COVID-19? Where did you see yourself in your marketplace? Um and you know what what thought process is there to believe that that needs to change so i suppose the the one key example would be um one if one hotel suddenly drops its rate what do you do now ultimately when we're in a world that right now where cash is king and we need to get business through the door you, your your initial instinct is right Drop the rate. We need. We need to. We need to match them. We need to set ourselves a couple of pound under or a couple of pound above. But you know, that that can have quite catastrophic results on a business. And if you look at a hotel and that was say charging one hundred and twenty nine pound on a Tuesday night for a bedroom um, pre COVID, um, and now they suddenly drop that rate to ninety nine pounds. That's thirty pounds every room um, that books. That's just profit wiped out. If you add onto that the cost, the increased costs that the housekeeping is now going to generate, you know, the, the time to clean a room has to be extended because the, the cleanliness has got to be audited and checked in so much more detail. That comes at a cost. If you, you know, even if that was just five pounds on top of the thirty pound rate reduction, you know, thirty five to forty pound a room every night. You know, if you sell thirty rooms on a Tuesday at one hundred and twenty nine before and now sell at ninety nine. That's over a thousand pounds of profit in one single day. That is that that's a massive, massive concern, and we've got to be really careful that you know, as as um, revenue managers, we don't just drop rate. It will take us years to get that back. And absolutely, we're in a very uncertain time, and we fully expect that there will be some hotels that do do that. But you know, we we need to think more about um, looking at what we can add in in terms of value. As opposed to just dropping rate, you know, I guess if you think about your occupancy levels, we would love to be in a position where we're at 60, 70, 80, 90 percent occupancy. Um, but that's a long, you know, that's going to be a, a long time away. So in that short term, the, the, the impact of an early check-in or a late check-out, which costs us nothing but gives that guest a slightly more enhanced experience, is absolutely something that we should be looking at in, before we start thinking about dropping rate. 
and again other parts car parking you know, if, if, if you're fortunate enough to have car parking in around the city centre like we are you know, we can look to include that in a price doesn't cost us anything it's giving the customer something as a benefit and in a world like we are today where people don't really want to use public transport their own car is their own safety haven and we can facilitate them coming to a city staying getting here safely stay with us safely um so yeah it's about understanding what other tools you can use dropping rates significantly should be an absolute last draw and you've got to be so careful because otherwise your finance teams are going to come down on you like a like a ton of bricks and yeah you've got to be so careful it is a tough one because Birmingham is quite sort of brand heavy in terms of the hotels that are that are there. So if you've got a couple yep. of big brands or the market leaders, um, if they start to drop their rate, I suppose they, in essence, we don't want to see that. But it's a very tough call in terms of whether other hotels follow suit or not. Yep. So I agree it's about adding value and getting that message out to the customer of what you're offering in terms of the value proposition. And I think if we look at occupancy levels and average rate, and I know I've mentioned the, the info event back in February, we did have some STR stats for 2019 for the, for the full year. Um, occupancy was 74.2 and average rate was £71.10 for the full year for the, for the city. When do you believe hotels will get back up to 2019 levels? Yeah, I mean that's a tricky one. I suppose again, if we if we go back to um, when all the webinars etc. started back in um, towards the back end of March and the first week in April, a lot there was a lot of optimism there that the the economy would be almost like a V shape, and as quick as the um, as quick as the occupancies and, and and the business dropped off a cliff, you would climb back up that cliff very quickly. Um, that optimism has changed quite significantly now and, and over the last week some industry experts are predicting that some segments may not get back to their normal levels until possibly even 2023. Now obviously we hope that's not the case and, and I'd, I'd like to hope that that certainly isn't but um, but you're right I mean the occupancy level in Birmingham is 74 percent it will be a, a good while before we get that you know when you look at the city as we go into October, November, December, traditionally three very strong months for the city. Um, you know, we are going to be very much guided by um, the, 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 I guess, the social distancing parameters. The two meters that in in, in England we're currently working towards is is certainly very different to that that's overseas in Europe. Um, that would make a significant impact, we believe, in terms of a little bit more confidence. But you've got to be so careful; you don't rush these things and. I think you know, no matter what you think of the whoever is in charge, government-wise, it's a um, it's a very very tricky walk to go down, balancing the economy against um, against the health and well-being of the of the nation. So, yeah, I think I, if if I were to put a number on it, I think probably twenty twenty two, if we can get back to seventy percent plus occupancies, I think that would be that would be strong for us. Um, it, it, it's a very much an unknown. I expect that the next sort of couple of months through July, August, September, it is still going to be very quiet. We've been hit by travel bans from some of the um, you know, the blue chip companies across the UK. Um, there's no no travel in 2020. Um, so let, let alone meetings and events business, just just general people coming in, the corporate staying overnight. That's all. We expect that to slow right down. The RFP process. 
that's now pretty much been scrubbed until 2021 with the expectation that hotels will just roll rates over for another 12 months. So, but yeah, it's certainly going to be going to be um, a, a, a long game. This one, there isn't going to be any instant wins, I'm afraid. Yeah, and I think with the focus being on domestic leisure, is anticipated to rebound first. I think Birmingham is yep. quite a corporate-led city. Where do you think you need to make any changes in terms of, you know, your marketing message to try and attract that domestic leisure piece as opposed to being um, a, a corporate style product? Yeah, I, I think uh, we, it's something that we're, we're you know, very conscious of is, is Birmingham as a city um, can be seen as very corporate. I think there is an awful lot um, in and around the outskirts of Birmingham as well where um, there is an awful lot of leisure. You know, there are, there's National Trust properties in the city centre. We've got the Sea Life Centre. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of history in the city itself as well. And again, if you branch out to within half an hour, you've got Cabri World, you've got the Safari Park, you've got Drayton Manor. You know, again, there's a lot to pull people from a leisure perspective into the city. Um, we're just bound on the social distancing. You know, I, I, I sort of saw last night that Dudley Zoo um, have normally five to 6,000 visitors a day. And that for, for when they reopen on Monday will be 300. So the impact of how many people they can get through the door, obviously, is all pre-booked. If you can't pre-book, no point in travelling. So, you know, there, there is certainly a marketing message to get out there. We work very closely with the West Midlands Growth um, Company. So, again, we're, we're at the forefront of, of any conversations that are taking place as far as that's concerned. Um, and, and again, we you know we just want to try and get people back into the city and, and experience as much as we can the high level of concerts and, and events you know that, that will sort of take place. A lot of those concerts taking place have moved over into 2021 now, almost just press pause for a year. So we know that that business won't be there. And, and again, I guess as we come to November and December with the Christmas markets, which is a massive, massive economy driver for the city, I know that whilst they'll be desperate to get that running. You have to question the, the likes of thousands of people in a very, very small area and how that impacts with social distancing. So, yeah. yeah, it is going to take some time, but hopefully from a from a, from a Birmingham message, we will get the message across that we are as much a leisure, des- a leisure destination as many other places. And I think when we look back at 2019 again, or just prior and um, pre-COVID, there had been, I think that there'd been quite a lot of new supply, which had muted growth across 19. Um, and there'd also been quite a significant drop in group business. So now we're coming out of COVID. We've got the NEC set up as the Nightingale Hospital. How yeah. do you think this will impact Birmingham as a city to be able to secure any significant future group business or events for 2021 and beyond? Yeah, I think... Uh, Birmingham before COVID had a very, very strong um, level of recommendation for the larger events. So the ICC, the NEC, both of them um, were quite significant drivers and and would benefit from um, some worldwide events, really. Um, So whilst, whilst, yes, absolutely, through 2020, those have been lost, quite a lot were already contracted for 2021. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the volume of those events in terms of the delegate numbers may change what they what the dynamic is of the people that are running those events but you know I think again the relationships that the NEC have with um, with the companies that would, that would be booking their space 
I still believe that it will, you know, that these will come back possibly just under a slightly different guise. Some some events there needs to be a little bit more flexibility, and I guess if you go to the the smaller sort of conference events, quite a lot of these now where you've seen Zoom has become um, as we're using today has become the norm almost for the last sort of three or four months, and we have the facility to be able to um, merge our meeting space. So they don't all have to be in the same room. They can be on separate floors. We can interlink, interlink that with AV. So it is about thinking a little bit more outside the box, how you do work things a little bit differently. But as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm blaming them. I've got every confidence in, the, in a strong position to be able to get those meetings back in in the future. And that, that aside from the, the, the sort of city-wide events at the NEC or you know other venues, what about um, the impact of social distancing measures on in-house events? For uh, there's a lot of hotels in Birmingham that are, you know, heavily mice-led. So, what are your thoughts around a forward mice strategy for the hotel or any hotel? Yeah, I, I guess again, we've been with us being on site through throughout this. We've um, we've been very active in in trying different things. We our level sixteen, which is um, glass window, sort of a three hundred and sixty degree view out onto Birmingham. Um, that would normally take 250 plus people based on the current social distancing that's down to about 80. Um, but this is where, again, having that sort of uh, the thought process into how we can work slightly differently. We had our AV company, Universal Live, come and um, realign these rooms for us. So we set them up in relation to the social distancing. Universal Live came and set up all the camera work, the TV screens, so we can effectively have three or four meeting rooms that all actually are part of the same event that's gone down very very well with our customers um, we've made contact we've kept in contact with some of our august and september businesses that are, are still looking to come and still have every intention of coming as long as the the government allows um, and, and we've explained to them how we've got video um, tours that we've done um, just to show, show that how the space now looks and how that works but it is all about understanding what the customer needs, what the customer wants, how flexible a hotel can be. I guess if you've got to take off a whole floor of meeting space to provide the health and safety um, concerns and, and to allay any of those, if that's what you need to do for on, a, on a Monday or on a Thursday, then, then that's something that as revenue managers and as hoteliers, we've got to think about providing that comfort that, they're, that, that the companies. Um, delegates are secure and safe is absolutely vital and you know we'll make sure that we work with every single one of our inquiries to to best understand what they want their event to, to look like and how we can match that as well as making sure we take care of our customers and also importantly our own staff as well. For a, for a traditional revenue manager um, Stuart primarily they look at accommodation revenue do you see revenue yeah. managers becoming more involved in outlet revenue management such as restaurant space conference spa yeah absolutely i think so i think um when you look at the the the, the accommodation the bedrooms that's that's going in a very different way to what the the restaurant space is so uh, you know again here we've got 253 bedrooms it's going to be quite a while before we've got 253 of those occupied so it's a different story with the restaurant we when we look at the the, the number of covers we can take in there again that's dramatically reduced um, and, and this is the same in any restaurant, really. It's, it's what you do with your pricing in relation to how many spaces you've got. 
we fully expect that the, the restaurants, when they reopen, and certainly in Birmingham as well, you know, the, the key restaurants that have got high demand will absolutely have no issue with filling. They there will be demand there for people to go and enjoy a meal for two, or you know, to a meal for four, catch up with friends. But for for, for the footprint of a restaurant or um, or a, a hotel restaurant where you've got a lot less tables that you you can actually um, utilise. There is absolutely an element there of understanding how you can price that differently. If you go back and look at the likes of the the, the happy hours with drinks, and you look at the um, eat before six at some of the chain restaurants, and it, it's a cheaper rate. That's something that hotels may need to have a look at as well. The prime time between seven and nine you know, should should a three course meal there have a slightly different price point to that of somebody that's arriving at five half past five, and adding our thought process doesn't mean to say we know everything about restaurant revenue management or spa revenue management but you know the more people that have these discussions together and debate the better it will be you will all agree on a way that you can move forward and the, the, the historical way of, of silo um, of silo working is can't it can't it can't simply exist anymore you've got to all be on the same wavelength you've got to understand what people's parameters are like You've got to understand what the customer's booking needs and booking requirements are. And if you do that, the multi-skilled piece is something that's massively important. And, you know, we're not going to suddenly go out into a kitchen and start cooking steak three ways, or we're not going to suddenly go in and start doing hot stones treatments. But at the same point, we can certainly add, add our, our 10 pence into the mix and, and understand their business, understand their, their segment of what we do. So, yeah, I think it's vital. Also great for a revenue manager to learn those 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 elements as well, because as we all look to develop in life and understand more about how the world works, the the, the, the booking dynamics are different in restaurants as they are with spa, as they are um, with bedrooms. So again, understanding your business is, is so key moving forward. And the relationship with the team, like you said, you know, with other commercial functions or just operational teams is key. So what have you done for... Park Regis or any of your other properties to keep the relationship fresh and relevant. Yeah, so I, I, while um, while while we've had teams on furlough, we've kept in regular contact with them. Um, so we have a weekly call on a Wednesday at two o'clock. Everybody knows the time. Everybody knows the the Zoom dial-in number. Completely optional. If they want to join in, they can. We just give the guys an update in terms of where we're at, what kind of business has been coming in. Um, we have um, you know, a wacky type kind of a quiz. Um, yesterday, we were all um, tasked with finding as many different wigs as we possibly could. Um, five points for the person who got the greatest and all that kind of thing. And it, it just keeps, it keeps the team engaged. It keeps, them, um, you know, it, it keeps them up to date with where we're at. And it also allows us just to touch base with them. We're fully conscious of how difficult this is for people who have been furloughed, sat at home, you know, they've run out of things to do. They've painted as many walls as they can paint. They've cut the grass. They've realigned whatever they need to do. They've sorted the kitchen covers there two or three times. You know, a lot of people are itching to get back to work. And we're itching to get them back, you know. But it, it, it needs to be safe. It needs to be the right time. Um, but, yeah, we've kept in contact with, with them. We've also here at, um, at Park Regis, and this is going to sound a little bit daft, but we've just set up a little WhatsApp group with um, our director of sales, our marketing manager, myself, just under the name of the commercial crew. Um, and that's just that, that's just our little sounding point. You know, anything that's going on, we can just jump on there, share a thought, 
we're not all in the same hotel in, in the hotel at the same time. So you know, we, our sort of normal conversations across a, a boardroom table uh, are on hold at this moment in time. But you know, that gives us an opportunity to discuss new business that's come in, something we've seen, something a podcast or um, or a webinar we've been on, and share information, and also just to check in on how each other's doing as well, which I think is very important. When you get all of the team back together, when the time comes, what do you think the first discussions that you'll have with the team when you reopen? Yeah, I think. I mean, the first thing um, is is obviously to make sure they feel comfortable, is to make sure that they feel safe. Um, that's massively important for us. They have to be comfortable in the environment that they're in. Um, we've got an awful lot of training that they're doing um, in advance um, and also when they arrive. So there'll be a huge amount of sort of, um, I guess, dotting the I's and crossing the T's in terms of making sure that, that, that they are comfortable where they're at. And then once they're, once they're back on board with us, it's absolutely about what we're looking to do moving forward. Our business is going to change significantly, just like every other hotels. We're going to have to work smarter. We're going to have to work um, not necessarily quicker, but we need to make sure by getting the detail correct, by utilising our systems more effectively and utilising each other more effectively as well, that, that you know there is, there is a journey for us all to go on. Um, and we've just got to make sure that we're all on, on board with that. When people come back in, no doubt some people will be um, itching to get in, will want to sort of talk to people and discuss what's what. Other people will be a lot more reserved, will want to maintain social distancing plus some. So it's, that's for us to manage and us to look after. But you know, certain things, we don't expect that you're going to go and be able to make a, a round of tea for your, for, your, for your colleagues. You've got to go and make your own cups of tea because of the way that social distancing and how how all that works so it's a whole new way a whole new way of, of working and you know we're excited here at Park Regis we really are looking forward to getting our team back through the door there's nothing worse than being in a, in a hotel where the lights are off and nobody's home it's um it's it, it, it's it's gut-wrenching almost but you know we're itching for the itching for that moment that the doors are back open again and we've got we've got the team that um that we have back into service service our customers and across all of the, all of the highs and lows across the last few months, just to round off our chat today, uh, uh, could you list three positives at all to come out of this? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, first of all, we've got a chance to sort of hit a reset button. You know, it gives us a chance to revisit every market segment. Um, you know, what what could we have taken? What 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 sort of opportunities have we had that we've turned away because it didn't fit our our jigsaw puzzle at the time? Um, how flexible we can make our hotel, um, that's key. Um, I think, secondly, a better understanding of health and safety, profit and cash flow management. And again, from a revenue perspective, I suppose we're so sort of intent on getting business through the door that at times like these where there isn't that business to, to, to revenue manage, you do start to pay more attention to the, the cash flow spreadsheets and the profitability part. And obviously, as we are now, health and safety. Uh, I, I never believed that I would be in a scenario or a situation where I'd be spending two, three hours a day going through um, health and safety, looking at every corridor in the hotel, um, understanding the social distance um, parameters that each corridor, back of house, front of house, restaurant, the leisure club, the spa facilities, every single one of those, you know, you get a better understanding of exactly how it works and what the setup is. And then I guess finally the third the third positive I think is is you know we all need to appreciate life um, 
it's you know you do a lot a lot more of the things that you've missed um you know that, that's what life's about you know we're, we're all here to do a job absolutely and we want to do the job to the best of our ability but we have to enjoy what we do you know and, and we have to embrace what lies ahead it is going to be tough absolutely without a doubt um but you know we have to embrace it we have to work together we have to have to look forward to the challenges that lie ahead and as long as we stay safe as long as we look after our our customers our staff i'm absolutely convinced that there, you know there is a there is a light at the end of this tunnel and, and and those who prepare and those who work together will get to that light a lot quicker i believe and i think that's Sorry, a- I'd probably also i'd probably also just say I think we all appreciate hairdressers just a little bit more. Yeah. The next time I go and have my haircut, I think I might tip them an extra pound. Yeah, also. definitely, definitely. And I think that's a great note for us to end on today. Stuart, it's been great to chat to you today. Thanks for your time. And I just want to wish you and your team all of the best for the road to recovery. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to the Octopus Revenue Podcast. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, please subscribe so you'll be notified when we release new episodes.